One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Let the Right One In. Let the Right One In is a 2008 Swedish romantic horror film directed by Thomas Alfredson based on the 2004 novel of the same name by John Alvida Lindquist, who also wrote the screenplay. It follows Oscar, a bullied 12-year-old who strikes up a friendship with his new neighbour, the mysterious and moody Ali. A sweet romance blossoms between them, but a dark, macabre secret connecting Ali to a string of local murders threatens everything. Boys. Sean? Yes, Sean. A fantastic piece of cinema oh. that I... Have loved since I first saw it yep. when I was in film school. Right. Um, I want to talk about that, if I may. Mm, please. So when, like, growing up, my parents aren't really that into cinema. Like, my dad's definitely not. He's kind of like, he'll watch some sports on TV, but he's not really an entertainment yeah, sort yeah, of guy. Yeah. My mum loves a movie, but she loves, you know, she loves her Colin Firth films and <laughs> yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. Hey, the man's good. Anyone in a sweater, she's happy. Yeah. And weirdly, a Liam Neeson action film. Mm. So, um, mums, no, 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 Sean, I get that. There's this weird thing where where I find that a lot of mums and a lot of aunts are big fans of like Colin Firth or like Hugh Grant mumbling their way through oh, yeah. a proposal. Oh, for obvious reasons. But also right. yeah. big fans in equal measure of Liam Neeson fucking people up. Yeah, but that's because Liam Neeson has a sort of magnetism to him mm. as well, or at least he had in years gone by. Right. There's a definite element. Everyone wants to fuck Qui-Gon Jinn. We get it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. How does she feel about Firth in, in Kingsman? Like, that's why, That's where this kicked off, because she was like, yeah, I loved Kingsman. And I was like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, shit. I just couldn't imagine my mum liking that sort of movie. Yeah. And then that snowballed into, yeah, I love I loved Taken, Taken 2, Taken 3. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Are you going to try to get it off John John Wick 1, 2, and 3? Oh, John Wick might blow her fucking head off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so my my parents weren't really like, you know, so growing up, I wasn't watching a lot of foreign cinema. Sure. Clearly. And um, so it's it's only when I went to film school and I started to meet some other students who were like big film nerds. And then I got this sort of stuff pushed onto me. And that's where I first watched Let the Right One In. And um, it's probably the first... First foreign movie I can remember that I really like genuinely love. Mm. Like I fucking wholeheartedly love this movie. Yeah, I think it's great. a classic. Yeah. Did you guys have a similar sort of experience? Well, I thought I had seen it. Like, because in my <laughs> head, I'm like, I've seen this, and I know there's a remake, obviously. Yep. Um, mm. an American remake. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, and um, it's sort of going along. And then about halfway through, about 20 minutes in, I was like, actually, 
I have not seen this. I've only seen the remake. Oh, right. Which is directed by Matt Reeves. Yeah, which I had learned when I was looking it up. Um, right. mm. And I have to say, I, I did enjoy the remake. I think it's 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 good. It's what it's what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think the Swedish film is significantly better because it feels like in the American one they they try to work you work on you to care about Oscar more like they're right, like right. oh he's you know sensitive and you're gonna like this guy whereas in, in the Swedish film they're like he's getting bullied and that's shit but also he's a fucking little weirdo and you should like that yeah 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 look we're mm. probably at some point in our, in our lives have been that fucking little weirdo and that's okay <laughs> yeah mm. yeah I, mm. I had a note for this movie where when him and Ali first met each other my note was you've got to love it when two little weirdos find each other because yeah. <laughs> that was my takeaway also like yeah, this kid's a weirdo. Like, there's nothing, like, not to tar him with a bad brush or anything like that. He's just a little weirdo. Nothing wrong with it. It's just a fact. Yeah. My memory of the remake is that he is the little weirdo, but they kind of keep going a step maybe two or three times too far to be like, but here's why you should like him. Right. Whereas the let the right one in doesn't really care. It presents the weirdo, yeah. yep. and then it's kind of like, like him or don't. Like, we, we actually don't care. This is what it yeah, is. Yeah, we're just telling a story about this. these two people who connected. It doesn't matter if you yeah. personally... Which, again, like, this is part of, like... So, for, just to give my experience with this movie is I watched it, like, four days ago. And then I'd never, I'd never really even heard of it that much before then uh, because my... So, <laughs> to go back to, like, your parents, my parents' mum is the opposite of your mum. If there is even a... a a hint, a whisper, a whisper of a whisper of any kind of violence. She's like, okay, I'm going to the other room. And she just disappears, right? Your mum is Samuel L. Jackson in <laughs> Yeah, <Kingsman>. exactly. <laughs> Ironically, exactly right. Yes, yeah, she is. Minus the list. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas dad, I feel like, tried to introduce interesting cinema to us as kids. And all of us were like, uh, no, thank you, Peter Rob. Yeah. Step aside. Yep. Like I remember, we used to tease him for some of the movies he brought, uh, and still do to this very day. But like some of them, one, a couple of them were like Aussie misery porn, which we've talked about at length at this point. Um, and like nowadays, he'll re- he'll dad will regularly recommend movies to me because he knows I'm now obviously quite into it. But the movies he recommends, he's a big SBS fan. Which for for listeners right. outside of Australia, it's it's sort of I don't even know how to describe it. Actually, it's like a streaming service that came from a network, but it was like is it a government funded network? Yeah, so it's it's a it's a government funded. We have two national broadcasters. We have the ABC and SBS, which are government funded broadcasters. I, I can't know what the S stands for in the start of SBS, but it's mm. broadcasting service. I think right. it's mm. I don't know, but basically, yeah, they SBS when we were growing up and it was on TV, they yeah. got all the and they still do get a lot of the foreign films. Yes, yeah, the yes. the soft core porn. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that's on a three. It was very exciting as yeah. a kid to just if you got the, if you're at the house yeah. by yourself, you might roll those dice, chuck on SBS, and who knows, maybe you'll get to see some goodies. Tits. Maybe you get to see some tits on screen. <laughs> Can I just say a fun game to play as an adult, which I have done and I've explained this to Sean once <laughs> okay. before, is uh, it's called SBS Roulette. Oh, so there's yeah. a channel on SBS called World Movies. Right. Um, they just it's just movies all day. Yeah. Uh, you just pop it on for a day and you just watch whatever whatever comes on. I've I've had some days where I've, I've watched some real weird stuff because it's just been back to back. And sometimes you get like absolute gems. Yeah. Um, I watched, there's a, a really great movie called 99 Homes with uh, Garfield and 
What's Michael the, Shannon. Michael Shannon. Oh, nice. Great movie. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that. I was like, this is great. And then one night I watched a movie about Bobby Fischer, the chess player, starring <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tobey Maguire. <laughs> oh, yeah, That yeah. absolutely sucked shit. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I mean, doesn't he just go <laughs> yeah. insane at the, isn't the yeah. end of that story? Yeah, yeah right, right. That's Tobey yeah. Maguire's acting. He just yells, isn't it? <laughs> he just yells the whole movie. Yeah. It's bad. Crazy. Yeah. That's an Edwards Wick film, too. That baffles me that that's bad. Yeah, yeah it is. Right. That guy's got such a weird career. Yeah. But yeah. Play SBS roulette. You might get tits. Yeah. Well, my dad basically does, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Because though he'll, he'll <laughs> and look, to be fair, I don't do him justice because he throws these recommendations at me, and sometimes I'll follow up on them, and sometimes I, I go, "Yep, great, I'll write it down." I do write it down, but inevitably, I'm like, "There's a big list of movies I've I've got to watch before I get to the dad special." Um, so he kind of has this interest, but basically, I had definitely never seen this movie. More because of who I am, not because of my dad, but like, yeah, because I just didn't have that interest in cinema. And then, yeah, once I sort of went to film school, met you guys and all the rest, my horizons had broadened. And so I was really excited for this one because actually a few listeners have written in and suggested it to us as as one to watch. That's how it sort of hit my radar. And then I I remember just a few weeks ago when we were chatting about uh, what ones should we watch next? And I threw that one out there as a possibility. And Sean, you jumped on it and said, like, one of my favorite films, it's gorgeous. And so as soon as you, I got the Sean Carney tick, I'm like, yeah. fuck me, I need to watch this bloody movie now. It's, uh, I yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe how much I love this movie. It's just fantastic. Yeah. I think part of it is because, yeah, it was one of the early ones that, like, you know, something that wasn't just shitty American blockbuster stuff. It was, yeah. it was something more. And it is interesting to watch this. And then, Damo, I'd recommend maybe if you want to check out Let Me In, the American yeah. remake. Yeah, yeah. Because it has the hallmarks of an American remake, which is it kind of strips yeah. back some of the subtlety and you kind of just get that more generic oh, sort of thing. It has yeah, a crack, though, still. Yeah. It's pretty good. Richard Jenkins is in it. I was just about um, to say oh, yeah. Isn't the Aussie Jenkins. kid in it? Cody Smith. Yeah. Fee, is that yeah. right? Yeah. And Chloe Grace Moritz. It's got a good cast. Mm. Having watched both, weirdly, uh, f- so Richard Jenkins plays the, the guy looking after Ellie, right. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which in the, in the Swedish film, they kind of dance around their relationship, mm. you know, and you don't know, like... How long is it? Is it? Is it like he's known her since he was an adult, or is it that mm. she did the same thing to him that she's done to Oscar? Yeah, and has and and over time. Whereas the 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 American one just hits you with the sledgehammer that no, that's she did this to him. They've been friends. That she's known him since he was also a little boy. Interesting, yeah. But yeah. I will say Jenkins' performance in it is fantastic. Um, and I and I one of the things I love about this one mm. and and the, and the and the remake as well, but an element of the story is it's not like the relationship between the Ellie and Oscar is fantastic. Right. The reimagining of the whole myth and and monster that she is is fantastic. Yeah. But what I really love is it's so weird to be watching a movie where you're rooting for a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Like when when you just want him to you just want him to succeed. Like it's mm. so insane. Yeah. But. But you're just like, oh no, no, don't, no, don't go in. Oh no, you, ah, oh. yeah. it's it's wild that the movie does that, and he doesn't talk a lot, and you yeah, don't get a lot yeah. from him. But you just get these beautiful little beats of like he's trying so hard to succeed, and you have that moment where he's he's getting yelled at mm. early on, and then that beat before he goes out the second time, and she just touches his face, and the look on his face. It's just so heartwarming that you you want him to kill everyone in the town so that he can be touched on the face again. <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder. There's so many. Uh, this is what I love about the the Swedish version, yeah. the original, is because there's just so much complexity in it that you can sort of take several readings. So when I watched it. My assumption of it was that that character, her sort of protector, mm. um, Harkins, his name, I-, I assumed that she met him in a similar circumstance, like maybe when he was yeah, 12 years yeah. old and they've been together for a really long time and it's this nice relationship. Yeah. But I-, I believe I read a take on it 
which might be present in the book in that they haven't been together for as long as that. Mm. And in fact, he is like a, a pedophile or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, so I read that too. Yeah. Wow. So the book basically does not shy away from that at all. That is his character. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, you've got Ali probably manipulating this guy who is a pedophile mm. and getting him to do what she requires, essentially. And then yeah, the difference yeah. is she meets someone who she actually has a connection a with, connection with Oscar, for, yeah, yeah, and the, the time the time span of her life is not clear, but I think it's it's supposed to be in the two hundred yeah, years. That's right. Yeah. The tagline of the film is um, something about this is Ellie. She's twelve years old. She's been twelve years old for two hundred years. I think is the yeah, oh, is that the tagline yeah. for this film? I think on Letterboxd, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that because yeah. yeah, a lot of the stuff I've read is like yeah, it's not really clear, but I think in the book maybe it's hinted that it's two hundred years right. and that sort of thing. The tagline is Ellie is twelve years old. She's been twelve for over two hundred years, and she's just moved in next door. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That marketing rings a bell from like back in the day when it came out when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I like about that's that? That's a cool hook. That's a cool premise. Yeah. That's really cool. That is a great premise. And I like that it's sort of mentioned in the in the thing a bit where she says, he asks her her age and she's like, you know, 12 or thereabouts or whatever. More or less. More or less, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like that the idea is, yes, she's still mentally a 12-year-old. She got turned as a 12-year-old. So even though she's hundreds of years old, it kind of makes sense that she gets this French. It's not like... I never found it weird that she had this friendship with another 12-year-old because for all of her many years, she is still 12. And I think they get that across really quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Don't make kids vampires. You bastards. Oh, it's fast. <laughs> it's just, do, you, do you mean filmmakers dull, or vampires? Vampires, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking specifically yeah, to. All of the ones that listen to right, this show, yeah. I'm not happy with it. I don't like that it happens. I don't want to see it well, anymore. Like, so yeah. do, you might have read this as well, Sean, if you're looking into the book. So the, mm. obviously we get, a, we get a cut of it in this uh, movie as well. But basically the idea being that she was born a boy yeah. 200 years ago and some fucked up lord from 200 years ago castrated her yep. and then turned her into a vampire. Yep. Yep. And, that's, and that's sort of, yeah. And so you just like... This book fucking went for it, as well as like, yeah. yeah, vampires don't don't turn children into vampires. Probably don't be castrating them either. Actually, yeah. while you're at it, yeah, chaps. that's that's psycho, psycho behavior. Yeah, oh, it's absolutely psycho. Yeah, I'm, I'm like personally, I'm glad it was mostly removed from this story because this story is about her and Oscar. And I think they've really honed in on that really nicely. And, yep. I, and I think it's really strong. It's a strength of the movie. Yeah. From from memory, the American remake doesn't even really deal with, with the gender issue at all. It's just straight no. up. Yeah, right. She's a girl sort of thing. Well, because yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the American one, the way they play it, if I'm remembering correctly, she has the, what if I wasn't a girl? Mm. And it's not that she's not a girl. It's that she's not a human she's being. She's a vampire. Basically. Yeah. Whereas I actually, yeah. I, I quite like that. Again, it's that thing of it's not even like yes, she's still got she's you know she's a twelve year old kid and so is Oscar and that's how they sort yeah. of bond. But I think it's even just the fact that neither of those two kids fit anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think the the kind of nice. It's it's I say nice. It is <laughs> yeah. it's fucked. It's like fucked. it is at, at, its, on, at its core. Tom, yeah, it is. It is fucked. Yeah. He's basically has a bit of sociopathic tendencies, obviously. He's mm. very withdrawn and, and strange. She is violent out of necessity, but is also a bit manipulative. But that final shot, not not the one on the train, but mm. the final shot after the pool, the infamous pool scene. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes. Man, the the that. fact that there's carnage, but the look on his face when she reaches out and touches him, and the fact that the camera just stays above her nose so you can't see yeah, blood. Right. Well, it's in the eyes. It's it's all about the connection. Well, it's like yeah. it's, And he it's, just smiles. He's so happy. He's so happy. Well, that's all he's seeing in that moment. He's not seeing the monster. Yeah. He's seeing the human behind nah. the monster. And I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about the cinematography in this movie because I have a theory, but I want to sort of throw it out there to you guys. So, like, a lot of the framing in this movie... Things are often out of focus or they're, they're cut off within the frame. Yep. And 
for me, it's like I, I was trying to think about what I was really enjoying it because it was visually just very interesting. It, it felt like it was done with purpose and I'm trying to think through what the purpose is. Yep. And for me, it was to sort of make you feel you were never grounded in this movie. You never fully, like, you never got all the details. You never fully got the full shot or the full scope of the frame because, yeah, things were, were out of focus and that sort of stuff. What, what do you guys think? What was your take yeah, on there's that? Yeah, a, there's a discomfort to the cinematography. Yeah. Which yeah. I genuinely love. Like, So this is Hoyt Van Hoytema, who... Mm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that name, but he went on to do Interstellar and Tenet. Wow. Yeah, he works with Shit. Nolan now. He took over from okay. Wally Fister. Yeah. Um, and he's done a few other Hollywood things too. I think he shot her, the um, yeah, spy. That, that, spy that, checks out. Yeah. that checks out. Yeah. yeah, it's got that sort of ethereal sort of mm-hmm. um, style to it. But yeah, no, the cinematography in this is outstanding. Mm. For me, there's two scenes in particular that stand out. And I, I think we'll talk at length about the pool scene in a minute yeah. because I think it's an all-timer. That's yeah. just like a classic. Yeah. People don't talk enough about that <laughs> yeah. when we talk about great moments in cinema, right. as disturbing as it is. Yeah. But there's the um, the scene where uh, the woman, Virginia, basically kills herself in the hospital bed yeah, by asking yeah. for the window to be open. That burning, that is Unreal. off the chain. Yes, dude. You like Because you know it's coming. Yeah. Mm. But when it, when, <laughs> when it does... It blows your fucking socks off. Like, yeah. That was, I don't know, it's, again, and it is completely, you're right, it's completely in the in the cinematography because there's something about it that is giving you the full effect of someone being in inferno in an instant. And it's yep. just like, it is, it is exactly as horrible as it needs to be. And the fact that they do it in one shot, so it's just this great wide shot and you have yep. the guy, um, Lecky, I think his name yep. is, that guy. Yep. He runs in and he's just completely helpless. And even the doctor. Right. Like, it's crazy to... Th- like, it's such an interesting scene because it's like, if you're sick, if you're in trouble, a doctor will help you. But the yeah. doctor is yeah. just like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't do anything. Yeah. Like, this is completely fucked. It's an incredible shot. It really it, is. It, and I think it, it's kind of the culmination of what the whole movie is showing the whole way through is that no one, no adults really care what's happening at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've got the... The gym teacher who's like smoking a cigarette and reading the book while he's trying to do the weights. <laughs> yeah. None of his teachers really are in like all of the acts of violence that happen to Oscar happen very publicly in front of adults. He's he lies about oh I tripped mm. on a rock and his mum's just like yep no worries accepts it yeah just yeah. accepts it. He has kind of that nice time with his dad, but even then his dad's kind of like. So yeah, like it's it's mm. all very one removed. They're present, but they're not present. It's that classic horror trope yeah. of the parents are there, but they they're irrelevant, really. Right. They're, the kids, the kids rather are invisible to them. It's kind of yeah. just like, yep, you're okay, cool, and they turn their back. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that scene in the hospital with the inferno, where these these adults, the responsible mm. ones, cannot do a thing, is just that underlining point of it doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, the, right. the adults can't do shit. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that that is sort of important to this is is what what's going on with these two kids, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. So that you know, it makes sense that he can just get on a train and leave, and that no one's <laughs> like because yeah. the adults don't care. No, that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know exactly what? And, right. I, and I think this might be film school wankery, but I think the the brightness of the film mm. because of the location, because of the snow, and all of that. Right, right. When when you're watching a vampire movie and a lot of the environments are blown out and they're white, you're like, oh, we're just gonna have blood sprayed everywhere soon. So does that I think creeping dread for the whole movie? Yeah, where it's like we're we're on sort of. We're on the verge of this thing exploding at any mm, minute. Mm. And on those rewatch, the swimming pool scene happened way later than I remembered. For some reason, I thought it was sort of like a midpoint sort of thing. But right. no, it's basically the end nah. of the film. Yeah, it really it's is. Yeah. And the best sequence by miles. Well, what was the what was the second <laughs> yeah. scene you were impressed by? Oh, it was the swimming pool. Yeah. Okay. The swimming great. pool and the and the fire. Yeah. And right. I also quite like it. It's obviously not a 
was visually brilliant. But I even just like when she comes into the hospital to ask after her father mm. and then she walks out and then there's just that shot of her just scaling the building. Yeah, it's like yeah. a real lo-fi technical sort of shot, but it's something about it is just... Her movements are real creepy, and the way they framed it, everything's just fantastic. It's, it's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, There's yeah. another one like that where it's real lo-fi eeriness, where it just reminds mm. you again that she's not human. And there's a, it's where they go to that like hideout where the, the older kids hang out, and they listen to music and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And there's that shot. She walks in first, and he's kind of talking to her, and she's looking around the room. And then she looks towards the camera. And before he turns the lights on, her eyes just go yes. silver because she can yeah. see in the dark. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's just, it's just, he flicks the light on it. It's just that reminder again that she is not human. She's yeah. like him, she's different, but she is different on another. On yeah. another level entirely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even when they first meet and she jumps down off the, the playground thing. Yeah, And yeah. it's just like, ah, uh, it's, it's a little unnatural. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and exactly. And it gets you going immediately. You're like, oh. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that uh, swimming pool scene, but I'll ask this question first. So were we scared? Uh, uneasy. You're uneasy the whole time. Yeah. Uneasy, yeah. uncomfortable, but ultimately I don't think it's a very scary film. No, no I think I think I can I, I I love this film. I know it's Year of Fear. I so I chose this for anyone wanting to tell us off Year of Fear. I chose it because I didn't know what it really was. I just heard good things and was willing yep. to go go for the ride. But I definitely think anxiety played a part for me, which is, you know, I, I think all these when we talk about fear, fear is just like a broad term. I think if we're really going to dig into what constitutes fear, we've got to dig into those those sort of um, sub-genres of fear, which I think anxiety is definitely a part of. So for me, the reason I wanted to bring up the anxiety because I was feeling anxiety mostly for that pool scene because honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I thought, obviously, it's our it's our second act turn. Well, arguably, it's even it's the second act turn of the third act. So it's like the worst point yeah. of the worst point sort of thing. If, if anyone who's into screenwriting structure, and so I kind of thought, well, there can't be the glimmer of hope. She's left. We know she's left. She's a vampire. It's not like she's just going to come back. So I really was not expecting her to come back at all. Let alone what followed, which we'll get into in just a second. But basically, I want to actually talk about before that moment where he's in the pool 
We know these kids are planning something. We're watching it slowly. Every step of their plan yep. is getting pulled off well. They distract. They light this fire outside. They distract the teacher. I keep hoping for one of the kids to realize. Like they, there is a few that seem to be sensing that what they're doing isn't right. I keep waiting for them to have this turn of, of moral justice and kind of do the right thing, maybe warn him, whatever it is. So this, this fucking psychopath and his older brother leave him alone. And none of it happens. So every step of this little sequence, yeah. I'm feeling more and more anxious right up until the point where I'm like, okay, they're going to drown him is really what I thought. Like generally mm. like, and then even then once the older brother has his head underwater and some of the others are like, that's enough. And think, I think even including yeah, the younger Connie, brother. Yeah, Connie says yeah. that's enough. Yeah. And looks at the other kid right. like we shouldn't be. I will say that's that's one thing that absolutely I feel like might be absent from the remake but it's really nice is the moral ambiguity of everyone in this Swedish film yeah dude so like said, yeah. all the bullies there's that scene where they're hitting him with the stick early on and the two bullies the other two bullies can't do it they get emotional yeah yeah and even Connie's like well you know come on this is kind of what we got to do and yeah and then again at that last beat where it's like they're feeling remorse but it's too late they've already committed into what they're doing yeah yeah, and, uh, it's powerful. And then, and then it's really too late because um, they're dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Connie's such an interesting little fuckhead because he's <laughs> yeah. he's not physically imposing whatsoever. Like, if anything, his two friends could overpower him easily. For sure. And you kind of look at him and you go, what is what is going on here? And then it's like, oh, his brother's a fucking maniac. Right. Yeah. All right. But, I, but I also feel like I, I thought he was a good character. I thought the same thing where I'm like, no, there's like, I feel like I knew kids like that in high school where they just had not even a charisma, but like an ability to tell others what to do yep. and people did it. Yeah. Yep. And they like, and that's the thing, if anything, they didn't have charisma. And so you're kind of like, I don't even understand why everyone's following this guy beyond the fact that it's status quo and this is what we're all agreeing you're to You're exactly do. right. Because I think we've all probably went to school with kids like that. Mm. People just do what they say until a certain point where someone stands up to right. them. And it's like, oh, that's all we had to do to end this yeah. chain yeah. of violence. Yeah, yeah. unreal. Yeah. Well, the issue here is he stands up to him and then... Do you find out? Oh, there's there's strings attached, and the strings attached to the biggest asshole of all time. Yeah, yeah. like if yeah. we thought he was the big boss, no, there's another big boss actually on top of him. Yeah. So then finally we're at the at the moment. So let me just quickly explain my experience of watching this this scene because. I 100% did not see it coming. Obviously, I knew nothing about this movie. I'm like, fuck, is, he, is this movie literally going to end with him drowning somehow? Is one of the adults going to step up? I didn't really think that was going to be the case because obviously everything we'd seen thus far was not leading to that. I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. And then you start hearing sounds and they're not pleasant sounds. And you're like, fuck, are people getting killed? Except the hand stays on his head. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm like, I, I'm not willing to give in to what I guess I'll call hope here <laughs> because I don't even know if that's the right term mm. and then the body parts start fall the head falls in the fucking oh, pool it's, it's the shoes but it's the the legs and the shoes being dragged backwards right yeah and, yeah. Then, out, yeah. and then the head going in and you're like oh that's bad yeah well, yeah and so it's the legs and you're like Yay, she's here. And then the head falls in and all of a sudden your arms go down. You're like, oh, I don't think I can celebrate anymore. Yeah. It is so extreme. Don't fault it. It was the It's the right move for this movie. I loved it more because I didn't expect it. But holy crap, I was not, not ready for children's heads to be falling in this swimming pool. Yeah. Well, one of them survives. Yeah. yeah. And he's broken forever. He's just weeping. He's, yeah, it would have been better. It would have been better for him to be in the pool. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> poor kid. It's, it's a really interesting choice that she spares him. Yeah, like, yeah. I, and I, and I quite like it because he's the one who who has been the most 
apprehensive about doing this sort of shit. Yeah. On one hand, so it's like, oh yeah, it, it makes sense that he shouldn't die. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, how fucked? Oh yeah, dude. You have to then go to the adults and be like, what did you see? And he's like, I saw a girl eat my friends. Right. Because also, she can fly. Yeah. yeah. Like, or jump or... You, Close you know, enough too, yeah. Yeah, it's established that she can move unnaturally. Yep. Seeing a kid who's like, oh yeah, this kid, just how do I explain this? How, yeah. What do I do? Yeah. Anyway, I that kid... Mm. Probably jump in the pool. Put some rocks in your pockets. Dive in. <laughs> I reckon power of piss saved him. He probably pissed himself. And there was a little puddle, and she just went, "I'm not crossing that." <laughs> yeah. You can live, you sad little boy. You know what I even my thought was just like she just didn't care. Yeah. yeah like I think she just like yeah she removed the danger. He wasn't a danger, so she just didn't give a fuck yeah. about it. Or yeah. she calmed. She calmed down. She was like. <laughs> that yeah, got out okay. of hand. <laughs> I've yeah. ripped a few limbs off of decapitated a kid. All right, I guess you're fine. Yeah, it's not even that she's feeding on them. Like she's not doing because that's the thing. Yeah. She tells him earlier she does these things. There's that whole bit where he kind of realizes there's more to her than meets the eye. Yeah, um, and it's before that. My favorite scene in the film that I'll get to in a sec, but it's that mm. beat where she's like, "You wanted to kill those bullies," and she does his voice back to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, "That's the first thing I heard you say. You want to do it for revenge." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess." And she's like, "Well, I have to do it to live. Yeah. Like, I have to do it to survive." It's a great exchange. Yeah. Um, and then Sean, yeah. you get the best bit. My favorite line in the whole film in that exchange, which is when she's like, "Be me for a little while." Yeah. Th- yeah, yeah. That is a. It's just great. It's a great idea. Yeah. Fa- incredible. It's, she's it's, really yeah. interesting because you can look at it on the one hand and be like we've got this 200 year old vampire Mm. who's basically manipulating or even grooming a 12 year old boy to do exactly what she needs yeah but on the other hand it's also like it's so easy to believe their connection is very real yeah yeah. because to survive she could just go out at any time and just kill people and feed yeah it seems like she's choosing like i I don't want to have to do this Mm. so i'm Mm. i'm letting him they don't go to the extent of having her father figure character target bad people i guess he's just sort of getting anybody yeah but it's almost got that sort of vibe of like i don't want to do violent things but i kind of this is what i have to do to survive yeah like even the one scene where we see her do it where she's under the bridge and she's a little girl and you're like holy shit being a little child is the best way to lure people to helping you they don't see you as a threat and they genuinely want to help you like she it'll be easier for her than it is for the other guy yeah but i think you're right i think you've really hit on something about her character which is yeah, she she is who she is. She doesn't. She didn't choose it. She doesn't necessarily want it. And so when she can, she'll avoid it. And I yeah. think that's like a lot of this movie. I felt like obviously the vampire story has been done a lot, and I felt like this managed to find new ground to play with. And it did it by focusing on the human side of the vampire rather than the vampire yeah. side of the vampire. Yeah. yeah, and and that connection between the two of them. I thought I was yeah really stunned by it. It's yeah. beautiful. It's even in that beat that you're just talking about, Damo, where she kills the guy under the bridge mm. and after she's fed and broken his neck, she just like kneels on his back with her head on his back. Like just yes. puts yeah. her head on him. Like yeah. it doesn't look like it was, it's it's good for her. Right, it, right. Yeah. Even the act of snapping his neck mm. is one of mercy, really. She's like, I had to do this thing. I had to feed on you. Right. But you're not going to become like me. I'll kill you. It's the easier option. Right. Yeah. It's horrible, but it's like, yeah. The movie is full of horrible moments that also are just like these, like, it's so weird. It's 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 funny to see it described as a vampire romance. Yeah. And some of it is quite cute, even though it's fucking horrific. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ending itself, I really love the ending. I love the little scratchings in the Morse code. Mm. It's really nice. Well, just before we move on to the uh, Wisely or Foolishly, there's one other thing I want to talk about, which was like, 
I guess it fits into the where we scared because you, Tom, you talked about that unnaturalness of her climbing up the side of the, the hospital, which I thought was brilliant. Similarly, I, I made the same note about her eyes in the dark. I thought that was great. But they also did this thing where they had a slightly older actor play her for very short snippets. Did you guys pick up on yeah, this? Yeah. Right? Especially there's a there's a really long one when she, well, not a long one, but there's a longer one when she says, be me for a little while the second time. Yeah. And he closes his eyes and then there's an old woman. And then when he opens him again, it's it's the young yeah. girl again. Yeah. Okay. I, I know they changed her voice. Yeah. So, well, yeah, there's a few things they did to sort of make her seem. So for the older actresses, that one, I know the scene you're talking about where it's very clear she's older, but there were a few times earlier on where Holly and I are like, I can't pick the age of this kid. Like how? No. Old? So that's when I finally Googled it. And basically, yeah, there'll be very short little sort of cut-ins of this older version of her, which is a woman that looks enough like her that you just like, and because of the shadows and the light and all the rest of it, all of a sudden you're like, how old is this fucking kid? Which is perfect for a kid who's a vampire. Amazing. And it creates that sense of unease and unnaturalness about her and the fact that, again, we're just constantly getting these like visual reminders. She is not human. So as much as you might empathize and care for her, we're also not going to get you off the hook. Like it's those shades of grey they want to keep playing in. And they do it visually as well as within the story. It's just lots of clever little tricks yeah I only just learned today that the the actress who plays her mm. her voice is not in the film at all so right. they, they were editing and they decided oh she sounds too feminine yeah. this isn't really this doesn't suit the character and what we need so she's completely dubbed over by someone else amazing yeah yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah, yeah. okay that's, that's really I, cool. I've always I, watched this and gone that actor is fucking awesome and then you look her up and she's only ever been in like three movies and you're like that's such a shame because she was so good in this yeah yeah unreal yeah, that's wild and I, and I kind of love the idea that and this is this this is the starkest difference for me in the two movies, the mm. remake and the original, is they play with the idea of her being a monster and you get these glimmers of that. She's lit weird. She does weird things, but also has these like really nice little moments that I feel like in the American one, I was worried for Oscar's safety from her. Right. But in the Swedish one, you're not at all. Yeah. At no point really are you like, Oscar's in danger around yeah. her. He's in danger with a lot of other scenarios. <laughs> yeah. And I think it literally, I think the biggest difference in the two films that actually speaks to where one kind of knows exactly what it's doing and the other one kind of doesn't is that the original is called Let the Right One In mm. and the remake is just called Let Me In. Mm. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Because he there's the whole scene where she's like, can I come in? And he invites her in. Vamp- classic classic vampire move. Right. But it's it's not it's not just any vampire. It's the right one. Yeah, I'm I'm letting the right one in. Yeah, yeah beautiful. And I said. think the American audience just missed it by, by just calling it "Let me in." Yeah, yeah that's let let your vamp in. <laughs> All right, uh, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? I mean, Harkin is a real dumb boy. Like <laughs> he sucks. I, he I, sucks. I'm so, so <laughs> shocked. There's that one where he's out like in the forest stringing the guy up, and it's like, mate, yeah. it's so bright here. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, I can see cars. Yeah, you can see cars in the background. The Freeway's just yeah. there. He's in birch trees. They're like skinniest, most branchless trees you've ever seen yeah. in your life. Also, that dog sneaks up on him. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not until it's right there that he's like, "Oi, get out of here! Fuck off!" And then <laughs> like, it's crazy. That woman's calling for the dog for a while. He doesn't hear yeah. it until the dog's next to him, and then he's, yeah, he's. I guess this this kind of changes my my reading in the film, and I think maybe it was it was kind of polluted a little bit by the way the Jenkins character is portrayed in Yeah, Let sure. Me In, where it's explicitly more like they've known one another for a long time. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this, Sean, coming at it from she's tricked a pedophile into, into murdering for her, yeah. but he's also shit at what he does. Yes. He sucks at it. We literally don't see him do a good murder. Actually, he you're right. No. Every time. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, he, he fails every attempt and then has to kill himself to feed And him. that's the poor fucking acid on his face. It's fucked. Like, that's Which, how much if he's, he fucks up. If he's up. a pedo, 
I'm okay with now. Yeah, I've come all works. the way around. Yeah. I don't feel. I, I know I started being like, oh, I have empathy. I want him to succeed in his murders. No, I don't actually. Yeah. With this other read of the movie. Yeah. Um, wild. I'm famously anti pedo. Just. <laughs> That's brave of you, Tom. Yeah, yeah real is. strong stance for Tom. Yeah. We're never going to be watching Rosemary's Baby on the Scaredy Boys podcast. <laughs> Good. Well, the other thing I want to talk about, which I guess I'm going to put in this category, is Oscar being, being kind of weirdly uh, assertive. In when she's saying you have to invite me in, and he says, "But what happens if I don't?" And then he like really keeps going the sort of keeps saying, "No, nah, you're coming in, you're coming in, come on, in you come." Yeah. And then she does, and you're like, "All right, weird time to be arrogant, Oscar." But sure. But I loved it because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen the idea of what happens if a vampire comes in without being uh, invited done before from anything that yeah. I can remember. Like, we, oh, we, you know. I've I've seen it before and not well. Okay, are you like True Blood? Not well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> me too. Right. So in True in True Blood, if you rescind the invitation, but, they get like blasted yeah. out of the house get, like, by like an invisible oh, madness. force. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. Where this was like great because she first mostly it was great because she comes in and she's fine and like there's enough of me going. Oh, maybe this is just like yeah, cra- like maybe he's right to be a bit of a dick about it. Yeah, because this is just crazy vampire lore. And then slowly the blood starts welling, and all of a sudden it's like she's like hemorrhaging. Yeah, mm. like it's just all of a sudden you're like fuck, get her out of there, dude. Like, and then he does you know quickly invite yeah, her yeah. to come in. Right, beautifully, beautifully done. What's well, interesting because the way that I've always thought of it, and I think we even saw it in Fright Night. I'm thinking of the Colin Farrell remake one when we watched that. Right, is the whole idea of like they just can't cross the actual threshold of the door. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah so there's that yeah. safety. Yeah barrier to it but in this version it's like yeah she can come in right and she could like if she was a threat she could kill you and go back out before she starts bleeding from yeah everywhere. i'd love so it's, it it's um it's more dangerous but it's cool i think it should be like more people should use this as canon for vampire lore because it's yeah. great yeah like like any sort of magic system i think we've talked about this before when there's a cost to the magic even if it's just that's, a supernatural ability that is what yeah. it is it's great yeah. because it's like hey look you can come in but it will rip you apart <laughs> to do yeah. so it's cool yeah so she and then it's like okay she wants to take down someone she's got 30 seconds to do it before she yeah. starts bleeding out of every orifice like yeah. i think that's fucking great it's i awesome. just i was like oscar is where i think the dumb comes in yeah. he's like Can't, don't be rude to your girlfriend mate yeah. and you're being a bit of a dick yeah. you've just asked her to go steady like two days ago mate. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Fuck. yeah all right how would the three of us do in this situation fuck uh I th- I think we are way more suspicious of her. Yes, <laughs> like not if we're twelve though. Mm, um, we have to be us now, I guess. Yeah. If we're twelve, we just make dumb decisions. To be honest, at 12, I mean, we still will. But yeah. at twelve, I was scared of any new person. It didn't matter if they were vampire or other. I was just a shy, scared little boy, and so it would have been like, yeah. "Oh, person, time to run away." Yeah. So look, I think I'm actually going to agree with Tom. I think I never would have interacted in the first place. Yeah, this is a tricky one. I would never invite a vampire inside, quite frankly. I <laughs> yeah. well depends. I don't know. Have I, I? Part of me would be like, I want to see. You do the experiment. You're a people person, Tom. Were you the kid at the playground who's like, right, time to make friends with everybody? <laughs> D- Demo, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're our undoing here. Yeah, I would have made friends, but also, what's what's the cost here? We become friends with the vampire. She saves us from some bullies, and then I guess That's the true. punishment is. 
we then are stuck murdering for her <laughs> for the next 60, 70 yeah. years. I always knew you would destroy us, Tom. Will she eventually turn us? Is that the is that the reward? Like, no, will, we, she, will I get to become a vampire Do we want too? that, though? Yeah, oh, I don't think... Cause, like, we, like I don't know. Said, I don't think she sees it as a reward. Because like no. we said, she doesn't like to kill. No. Obviously, we see the other woman choose death over, the fa- over being a vampire. So I don't think we can class it as a reward. I think it is like Tom invites a new friend into the Scary Boys gang. We are now her underlings, for lack of a better word, forever. But we're mostly pretty happy about it, which looks to be fair is a pretty is an okay costume. I I think though, boys, we're we're putting ourselves in the wrong shoes because right. let's be honest, we're gonna be Harkin, right? So we oh. can't. We're gonna be as in as effective the pedophile as that pedo is at killing. People. Oh yeah, now we will be shit. Yeah, I think we can, will get caught immediately. Say, we're removing the pedophileness from us being Harkin. Oh yeah, just take we're that not right pedos. Out cool. No, no, just no. Want it on the record, you know? Just really want yeah, to yeah, state yeah. that clearly. The vampire is like we might be. We're twelve, right. and this vampire is also twelve. But we are as effective at violence as old mate is. Like we're aciding our faces so early. <laughs> no, I'm not on board, Tom. We don't. Tom, we don't need this because Oscar is alone right. in the world, even though he's got his parents. Yes. Like yeah. he's, he's got no friends. He is isolated and alone. Yep. The three of us, we're together. We don't need this. If she comes in and starts being like, go and get me some blood, go and fetch me blood, I immediately open the blinds. <laughs> You're like, none of my other friends require this. I, I would say to her, Ali, you know what I love more than fetching blood? I love fire. Window. Open. It's instantaneous too. She'd have no time. I love that you've thought up a catchphrase. Particular <laughs> <laughs> weird. But I think at, I. I feel like her on fire is her at her angriest, and she would probably kill all three of us in the time it took her to burn. Can she move, though? Because old mate burns up pretty quick. Although she passively accepts her fate, I guess. Yeah, I feel like Ellie would just go for one last hug. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I love a That'd hug. The end of it. <laughs> You're fucked, mate. Tommy Rubik's Cube read. Can I also... <laughs> right, just to, to spin it a little bit differently, because it is harder to, I guess, when we're friends... I've revealed to you on a Scaredy Boys retreat, you haven't seen me for a few months, um, except for at night time, we're going to the pub, right. and I'm like, oh, I'm not drinking at the moment, guys. It's Yeah, <laughs> I've got a new job, I'm working pretty hard, and then we have a Scaredy Boys. Have some hot chips, Tom. Oh, have some no, hot chips, no mate. thanks, I feel a bit sick, you can't eat oh, any Tommy, they've got the chicken salts on there, you've got to have some of those. Oh, all right, I'll try one, immediately spew, oh, obviously. That's the um, signal we know, we've seen what we do in the shadows, then, we know he's I fucking say, cooked. Boys, I'm a vampire now, I'm not going to eat you yeah. both, but I need your help. What are you doing? No, I've got to help. Help, help I think. That's yeah, very reasonable. That's... I keep, to be honest, my mind right now has gone to Paddington. Like, what would he yeah. do? And he would he would help. I think we have to help our friend Tom, yeah. who I assume has a new friend named Ali. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, to follow <sighs> the Paddington train of thought, he would also force feed you a marmalade sandwich, which would then make you vomit again. But that's mm, true. after that, it's pure helpfulness. What is the help, though, Tom? What do you need? Sean, what do you think I need? I just need blood, man. I just need blood. How come you can't get it yourself? I'm not good at it. I need help. I need you guys to help me get some blood because I'm not I'm yeah. not confident on my own. Okay. Do you need human blood? Because Crazy Cat Man had a fuck ton of cats. Oh. I mean, cats don't like vampires, as we got a very clear... <laughs> i got to say this, Damo. Tom is a big cat man. He's not going to get on board this draining of a cat to survive. Sorry. He'll take sunlight before he hurts a cat. Okay. It's true. All right. Yeah. That's it's fair. True. That's fair. We'll just go yeah. get some random strangers. No, nah, what happens is it's it's really easy. Sean comes to me at night after driving home from work and someone's cut him off in traffic and he hands me the <laughs> license plate details, the make and the model, and then I solve the problem for him. Perfect. I'm happy yeah. to help. And we, and we don't tell Damo because we know it'll upset him. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? Next time we oh. catch up with Damo, he goes, man, my commute to work's getting quicker and quicker. What's going on? And Tom and I just wink at each other. <laughs> I'm just dabbing at my lips, uh, just a napkin. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners have any comments about this episode, we'd like to say hi. You can email us at 3 boys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Orchid Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Tits. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.